Blog Talk Radio. and welcome to another episode of Ashley on Air. This is episode number 11, and I kind of can't believe it. We are almost into March, and I cannot believe that either. I'm Ashley Rogers. I'm your host. I'm a naturopathic practitioner and an herbalist, and I specialize in functional medicine. And we are just, like I said, wrapping up uh, February, and this will be the last show about heart health. And, um, yeah, I mean, we we kind of covered a lot when it came to heart health, and and. Um, I, I really wanted to just cover, you know, things that you should never ignore. Since heart disease is the number one killer, um, you know, I think it's very important that we we take certain steps in preventing anything serious from happening. And <clears throat> I do have a disclaimer in this uh, description. It says, is not intended for medical advice. And if you're having any symptoms like this at all or any concerns, about, you know, anything that we talk about in today's show. I don't have a bird in my pocket. I guess I just mean uh, me talking, you listening. Um, then you should seek some care. The reason why, if you go into the emergency room and you tell them that you're having chest pain, that you would get rushed back immediately. So, um, yeah, just, you know, let's let's get right into it. And I'm just saying, you know, just take care of yourself. Listen to your body. Know the signs. And I'll, I'll kind of show you some ways. Um, I'll, I guess, discuss some ways to do that as well during the show. Um, So first of all, I have notes here. So you're more at risk of heart disease. And I think some of these are quite obvious. um, But you're more at risk of heart disease if you're a smoker. Um, Smoking really, really, really does have, especially if you have diseases that are like autoimmune diseases that cause um, blockages of the um, of the heart and the, you know, the arteries and veins and stuff like that in particular. Um, and the smoking really does enhance that. And it, and if, even if you don't have that type of autoimmune, then anyway, smoking is just bad news. So, and secondhand smoke is, is just as bad. And some people, I, I know a lot of practitioners argue that secondhand smoke is even um, worse because we, and I, cause I'm not a smoker are exposed to, you know, a different type of the tar that is um, expelled from smokers. And <clears throat> I'll tell you, growing up, I, my grandmother and I were the only ones who didn't smoke. My mom, my dad, my mom's sister, uh, my grandparents' family, we, that's who I've spent most of my time with. Everybody smoked. We would be there, we'd be inside the house. I was exposed to secondhand smoke from the time I was born. And before I was born, my mom smoked. She didn't smoke the entire pregnancy, but I still, I, I had that, some of those toxins passed down to me because it sticks in your body for a long time. So, um, you know, I think that might con- contribute to some of my issues that I have as far as like my lung capacity and stuff. I, I just took a deep breath in and I, <laughs> what made me think of that? Cause I, I have a little bit of a wheeze right now. Um, and it's just, it's because we went to the snow this weekend and the altitude and the, whatever. Anyways, smokers are at more risk, uh, poor diet, obviously, um, 
and I'll use the example again as the, the client that came to me, um, I think I discussed it in my last post, um, you know, he had been eating this paleo diet for a while and he's like, he, I mean, he was very confident. This is really working for me and I, I'm very happy on it and I'm, you know, my appetite is good and don't crave sugar and on and on and on. And when his results came back, the man was just completely, you know, his heart, his um, LDL and HDL levels, his cholesterol was elevated, um, his omega ratio, his acids were um, elevated. So he was very inflamed. So that diet is not working for him at all. So, you know, more of an omega-3 diet and all of those things. So, but poor diet choices, man, if you're eating fast food, if you're eating fast food, I would say even one a month, you're putting yourself at super high risk. Um, you know, the, speaking to fast food, they use oils, and I don't know how they get away with this, but they use oils that are combinations of like canola oil and um, uh, soy oil and all of these things and all of these things together and then high heat. Those are very, very not only carcinogenic, but those are so bad for your triglycerides. Oh, my gosh. I just I can't even like like fast food restaurants. Anytime you go to a, a regular restaurant, if it's not like Michelin five star, you can expect that they're not using the highest quality product. But it's just is not the most sustainable model. They're going to use things that are more streamlined for the restaurant industry. Um, there are really, really cute farm-to-table restaurants that I love that I can vouch for. Um, but <clears throat> for the most part, just cook your food at home. Know what you're eating. Know what you're cooking. And if you're eating foods that you have sensitivities to and you're constantly inflamed, and that goes to the inflammation portion, which we talked about a couple of episodes ago, um, chronic inflammation causes heart disease. So if you're eating foods that you, you're sensitive to, but you don't know you're sensitive to them, then you're going to perpetuate that um, inflammation inside your body. So I would suggest getting a food allergy test. You can either do it. Um, I, like, I like using blood for food allergy tests. You can use hair. Um, I like using hair for heavy metals, and heavy metals is another important one. But we'll talk about heavy metals in another show. Um, but you want to definitely screen for your food allergies. Uh, and then, and it's pretty simple. Like for myself in my office, um, I, I like to go the simpler route. I can also draw the blood, but I like this. Um, there's a, a company called Allertest, and it's a finger prick, and you put the blood on four dots and you mail it in. And it's a very, very simple, it's a very, very accurate, and that's important to know. And the fact that you might be sensitive to those foods at the moment doesn't mean you're sensitive to them always. It could be situational. So those foods might not always, excuse me, irritate the body, but they may be doing that now. So we need to cut that out and, and just really eliminate as much inflammation as possible, if not all inflammation. So poor diet is really, really a, a, a big contributor. Um, and another one is consumption of alcohol. There are tons of studies that red wine is good for your heart in moderation. And this one is, you know, this is one that I've particularly looked into a lot, um, being that, um, this might be kind of telling, but being that my mom and my dad are both addicts. My dad is an alcoholic. My mom is now an alcoholic, but she was before. Well, she still is. She's just an addict all across the board, but um you know, and I, I really enjoy my red wine. I really do, you know, and I, I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I'm being very, very vulnerable right now, but you know, I, I ha I'm just, you know, want to make sure that I'm doing the right things for myself where I don't go down like a slippery slope of, um, you know, being, an, being an addict. 
so, you know, I've, I've read a lot of research about the red wine and um, the, the proponents in it that are great for anti-aging and heart health. And it is, it is very good for heart health, but in moderation. So, um, you know, one to two glasses a week, or I think like women can have one glass a day and men can have two glasses a day safely, but it has been shown to be so good for the cardiovascular system. It strengthens uh, the, it strengthens um, the, uh, I can't even talk, the, um, the lining of the veins and arteries and it kind of clears the bloodstream. It, it kind of gets your blood pumping a little bit. It's just, it, it, the, re, the research is there, but in moderation, I'm not telling you guys to go out and just booze it up. Okay. So don't do that. But our consumption of alcohol is directly related to heart health because if you drink a lot, um, then you are, you can really raise your blood pressure. And if your blood pressure is high all the time, and especially, you know, in one of the three magic elixirs, if you're drinking and then you go to sleep and you're not getting a good quality sleep and your blood pressure is elevated during your sleep, your body's just not going to perform the functions that it's supposed to. And it's very, very dangerous. So, you know, if you if you are having a hard time with consumption of alcohol, um, I do have some services that do help with that as well. So, you know, don't feel ashamed. There is no judgment. But, you know, if, if you would like to get some help or see about getting some help, I, I'm happy to do that. And if I don't think that I'm the person for the job, then I have tons of people I can refer you to. Um, and then another one a major your risk of heart disease is if you have sleep apnea. And a lot of people, you know, might not realize that they have sleep apnea. Um, and it, you know, you can have it for quite some time. And in the, the longer that you don't address the sleep apnea, the more you're putting yourself at risk for heart disease or heart attack. Um, and especially if you have sudden onset sleep apnea or snoring, and you've never had that before, it's time to go get checked. Just go check your numbers. You know, if you have to do a sleep study or something, do that. But the sudden, if you've never snored before in your life, <clears throat> not get it. Some snoring is normal. Like if you you're super duper tired, or you got a little congestion in your nose, and you've got a little cold or something, you're probably gonna snore a little bit. But if you're being told by a partner or someone that your roommate or whatever, like, okay, all of a sudden you're snoring all night, like, you know, this is, this is definitely a cause for concern. It's not nothing. Um, I would definitely go get it checked out. Um, and, and, you know, don't, you know, don't go like scare yourself. I'm not trying to like fear monger you into anything, but um, you know, there, it's just, it's a, it's a thing. It's a big deal. So if you've had sleep apnea for a while, go check your heart, go check your numbers. If you suddenly start snoring and that's not normal of you, and you don't have any nasal congestion or anything like that, go get checked. It's just a good idea to check your numbers. Um, and then if you, another risk, um, you're at risk if you have a sedentary lifestyle. So if you're not sweating, one of my other magic elixirs, this is where you have sleep and sweat. If you're not sweating, if you're not moving your body, if you're not doing cardiovascular exercises, you're putting yourself at risk. And honestly, you're just aging yourself and you're not doing yourself any favors. Get off the couch after this show, go sign up, do a free membership at the gym, see how you like it, get in there, get on the treadmill, even if you walk for 30 minutes a day, if it's not at the gym, get outside, walk, run, you know, do some cardio, do some push-ups and sit-ups, it doesn't, you know, don't go crazy, I'm not telling you to go, you know, you've got to get in there and move, and, and, 
for healthy aging and for heart health, I mean, I, I know this is about heart health, but if you want to do your, your future self a favor, you know, it's not about all the time about right now in this present moment, which is, this present moment is the most important. But what I try to really encourage my clients to do is say, you know, what are you doing for yourself today and every day that your 20 years from now self is going to be like, oh, thank you, me. Like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for taking care of your, myself. <laughs> um, you know, just, just make sure you're planning, you know, for your, your, your golden years to be golden. You don't want to uh, – you just – trust me. Trust me. Um, and then, okay, so we said poor sleep. So poor sleep is not just if you're snoring. Um, poor sleep can be for a number of reasons. So if you're suffering from insomnia – You've got to get that addressed at the root cause because you are putting yourself at more risk for heart disease and not to mention many other things. Um, so no sun. That's my third magic elixir. Sweat, sleep, sun. Uh, so the sun, so vitamin D has been studied, especially more recently, to its link, the deficiencies, vitamin D's link, vitamin D deficiencies link to, there we go, Heart disease, heart attack is becoming more and more prominent. Why? Because deficiency of vitamin D, number one, causes high blood pressure um, and a couple of other uh, diabetes and a couple of other things. So diabetes, we know, and heart disease most of the time go hand in hand. Um, But vitamin D is also a pre-hormone. And hormones and neurotransmitters are very important in the body for many, many reasons, one of those things being cardiovascular health and being able to um, communicate to the heart to you know release proper enzymes to pump and work and keep you alive and so get out in the sun get in the sun if you want to combine your sweat and your sun I'm fine with that just get outside in the morning take your walk you know get your move on sweat a little bit move run that's fine with me if you want to you know get your sweat on in the sauna that's fine with me too just take it you know be careful know your limits. Um, so yeah, so my three magic elixirs, what do you know? They make their appearance in the first part of my show. Okay. So never ignore. I'm going to kind of hurry. Okay. Never ignore the snoring. Like I said before, never ignore your snoring. That is a sign. Okay. That's a sign of something. And even if it is because of you have chronic sinusitis or whatever, if you're snoring all night, you're not getting good sleep. You need to sleep for your heart to be wealthy. What healthy? <laughs> I was going to say well and healthy. Well, Okay. Okay, obviously, chest pains and palpitations. If you have chest pain, and sometimes they can mimic like heartburn and indigestion, but if you have a chest pain that you don't recognize, and especially if it's accompanied with like palpitations or dizziness or pain, and like so pain in the shoulder referred down to the arm, um, especially this part of the arm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm pointing on the video like you guys listening can see, um, the underarm of your, of your uh, bicep, and down into the forearm and into the fingers. You have tingling fingers. Never ignore that, okay? Go, um, you know, if, if urgent care is not available or whatever, go to the emergency room and just let them hook you up and run all the tests, okay? It's better to be safe than sorry. In, in the case of heart disease, it's better to be safe than sorry. Um, I was recently reading a paper uh, on a young woman who, when she was very young, she was 26, healthy. She had just got done um, playing a softball game and she, I think was a pitcher and she went home and she was complaining of her arm, her arm, the only um, 
symptoms that she had was her arm was really in pain. And she's like, well, maybe I did something during the game. And she was very, very tired. And she laid down and she's like, you know, started just feeling so like just sick. It's like a feeling that almost is indescribable. You never felt like that before. And she ended up going to the emergency room and she had had a heart attack. 20-something years old. I mean, this is just absurd. So cardiovascular disease, we're learning no longer, you know, is age discriminant, just like a lot of other things. So these are important things you should never ignore. Um, And then palpitations can also mean that you have severe um, cardiometabolic issues like low magnesium, low potassium, other things like mitral valve prolapse or blocked artery or something like that, which are all very important things to address as well. So, you know, everything should, should essentially, you know, tie together that, you know, these are, if you are deficient in these things, magnesium, potassium, um, that needs to be addressed. But, you know, if you, if you do have any chest pain or feeling any weirdness, rapid or very, very slow heartbeat, you know, these are signs that you should seek some care. Um, another one is um, cold sweats, especially paired with clammy skin and heat intolerance. So if you have like these cold sweats, but you know you, you got some clammy hands and clammy skin, but you're also like you don't want to be anywhere around the heat, that's that's also a very um, concerning concerning sign. Um, especially you know, and that could also mean that you're sick or you're getting sick or whatever. But if you, for the most part, been feeling fine, and this is a sudden onset of cold sweats not feeling right, tightness in the chest, don't ignore that. Um, So the inability to walk or run without shortness of breath, don't ignore that. Even though that might not be such a big deal, like right off the bat, but if you're noticing it, you know, kind of gradually getting worse and you can't do anything without taking a deep breath just like I did, then that is something to take a look at for sure. Um, Stomach pain. So the heart the lowest lobe of the heart um, kind of, you know, it, everything bumps up to each other in there. Um, but it, it kind of, you know, it, you have your, you know, your, your left lung and then it kind of, the lower lobe kind of goes into the, in the stomach a little bit. They kind of, they kind of match up. So sometimes if you're having um, a heart episode or a heart attack, then it could feel like a stomach pain. So just be careful, you know, be um, intuitive. And just know, like, the difference between a stomach pain, like, oh, is that a stomach cramp? Or if it could be more, like, heart-related and you're, like, really nauseous, could mean that a heart attack is coming. Um, So sudden dizziness, especially if that's atypical. I know a lot of people have vertigo and ringing in the ears. um, And they can get, you know, kind of dizzy sometimes when, you know, an ear might kind of do its thing. I can't explain it. it's not very professional of me, but when it, it, it kind of starts to buzz, they can get kind of dizzy and they need to sit down. Um, but if you don't typically get dizzy at all, then that's definitely a concerning sign. So get that checked out. Uh, okay, so we talked about the pain in the arm. So the pain in the arm is interesting because they can't really explain why that happens. Um, but what they do know is like it's a referred pain. So your heart works I mean, it's, it's got all kinds of things, but tons of, you know, nerves and things like that have to be able to communicate and fire off and have synapses to, for you know, for the heart to function correctly, just like anything else in the body. So they're, they're, they kind of think it's like a referred pain. So when you're having the heart attack, it goes up through the chest. So um, I, I actually know a lot of people who have heart attacks, sadly, 
very unfortunately. Uh, and they have all described like when they have their heart attack, when it's happening, like in the, I think the, the height of it, the climax of it, um, they all grab their left shoulder right here in this area and you know, like onto their shoulder, you know, onto the shoulder itself. And um, it's, I, I'm, you know, it's just a, a nerve thing. I think all the nerves react and they're just all connected. And then, you know, I've heard some people say hand pain. So in here too, so it's just, they call it a referred pain. And this can also be in the upper back and into the jaw. So just be mindful, just, you know, use your intuition, your, your body, you're a very intuitive being because we have to pay attention to these things about ourselves and other people as well. So just learn how your body's communicating and just be mindful of that. Um, and then this can feel, this can feel like electrical pain. It can feel like dull aching pain. It can feel like severe pain. It, it, it really just varies. So, you know, if you're having any of those things, go to the hospital or the urgent care right now. If you're having these things right now, stop listening to this and go. Um, but don't worry. I know, you know, again, heart disease is the number one killer in, in I think, the world, especially the United States. So here's what we do. So if you have or suspect, and again, go right away, you know, just go to your doctor, go to a cardiologist, go to urgent care if you're having chest pain right now. Don't, you know, don't let me get in your head. If you're really having these things, you're having these things. If, you, if I'm just saying it and it's mimicking it, then it's a different thing. But get tested. That's number one. You know, do a, cardi a cardiac stress test is a good way to do it. You know, they put you on a treadmill and they monitor you. But really, I like to get in there with the bloods. Like I, I mentioned in um, the first episode. Uh, okay. Um, uh, so blood work is very important. And not just looking at your normal LDL, HDLs. You know, we want to look for several different factors that contribute to heart disease in particular. So if your test looks good, I would say really you should do it once every 12 to 18 months if your test looks fine. If you have a test and it looks concerning, then, you know, you get on a, a protocol or a regimen with your functional medicine practitioner or cardiologist, um, and then you, you do your regimen and you make sure, you know, you're doing all the right things, you're changing your lifestyle, you know, if you're, if you're any of the at-risk things that I talked about in the beginning, we're changing those things. The three magic elixirs should be the most perfect things in your life. And, um, you know, you should retest every three to six months, depending on the severity. So once you start getting those, normal, those numbers normal again, then you can start spreading your test out. But really, really work with a professional who knows what they're doing because you've got to be monitored correctly. Um, and, you know, there are all kinds of resources out there. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me. I have a number of, you know, cardiologist um, specialists that I can refer you to if, if I'm not the right person for you. Um, but, I mean, just really, I, I think in, in this month, I've really learned the importance of staying on top of your heart health, staying on top of your health, period. But just take care of yourself. You know, take care of yourself. It is significant and it's important. And, you know, heart health, it's really, really, again, I think I said this before, but it's kind of confusing because it is one of the most preventable things. You know, that it's really one of the things that we we have a lot of control over. And even if it's like a genetic thing where, you know, 
it kind of runs in the family and whatever, you can change that. You can really, really change that and help yourself. And you don't have to be at risk, you know. And I think there's a lot of misinformation about diet and, you know, and all that. And that's why I take every um, case into very individualized accounts because, you know, for some, for someone, the paleo diet might be a lifesaver. But this guy, for my client that I keep using the example, it was not working. It was really hurting him. Um, for some people, the keto, which is the big thing, you know, could be a lifesaver for them. Um, for You know, it's not sustainable, but for a short amount of time. And then for some other person, it might just completely wreck their hormones. And now we have other issues we have to deal with. So, you know, um, diet is is huge, is really huge. And if you're in America right now, just know that heart health and obesity is um, is a major, major issue. And I went on a little bit of a rant uh, yesterday on Instagram uh, be, based on big pharma and uh, kind of how they control or in the pockets of our government. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a whistleblower here, but, you know, sometimes when things are just obvious, it's really, really frustrating because more people in the United States than anywhere else need insulin and are insulin dependent to live their life, to have a life to live. And the cost of insulin is so much now that the average American can't afford it. And their insurance isn't covering it. And these these big pharmacy companies don't care. You know, they don't care. And so, and there's a reason, you know, there's a reason for that. So, you know, just just really take matters into your own hands. You know, find someone who cares about your health and will take every step possible. Um, you know, they need to be looking at your entire picture. And if they're not, if they just take a stethoscope to your heart and say everything sounds good, you're too young, get out of here. Uh, you know, and they shouldn't. But if they do that, you know, find someone who, who really, really knows what they're doing and who cares about you. Because that exists and that needs to be a thing that, that practitioners um you know, pride themselves on, and that just needs to be their standard model. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Um, you can catch me every Wednesday. Sometimes I'm a little later than 930 because of technical issues. Uh, but I, I do have a podcast every Wednesday, and I have it. You can listen to it on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes. If you can't listen live, then you can listen to it on, you know, again, iTunes or whatever platform you prefer. And if you'd like to watch the episodes, you can find them on youtube.com slash the new Ashley. And I have podcasts there and um, product reviews and daily vlogs and all that as well. So thank you so much for listening. Um, let me know if you have any questions. I hope this episode helped you and didn't scare you. That's not my 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 goal. My goal is to give you information to empower you to take matters into your own hands and learn as much about you and your body as possible. So until next time, bye guys.